Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And welcome back to another edition of Grab City Interviews. You know me, I'm Will Washington. You know him, he's Phil Lindsay. You know him, he's Righteous Reg. But you don't care about any of that. Nah, because this one here... It's always about our guest, and we have a guest who is limitless. We're just going to take a step back and bask in his glory. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one and only, I guess kind of, Keith Lee. <laughs> I was thinking about that because I'm like... Keith Lee. Greetings and salutations. Thanks for having me, but allow me to go ahead and clarify. Oh. If they don't care, I care. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Keith, it is so great to have you here. We have, I mean, you've been a topic on our show pretty much since the first episode of our show, right? And like, (laughs) yeah, since the very first show. So we have been wanting to talk to you for quite some time. And we've got so much we want to get into. But we'll just start off with the fact that. You were off for a few months, and you just made your return, coming back, attacking Swerve and the Mogul Affiliates after they were about to take out uh, a mentor of sorts to you, one Dustin Rhodes. How's being back on the road? Uh, oh, well, that, that that is its own battle, okay? That, <laughs> when you haven't done it for a while, it takes a little bit of adjustment, and I'm sure that... Um, this upcoming week with the pay-per-view will assist me in my quest to become acclimated to being on the road once again. But uh, it's been nice just to be back at work and be backstage and do the traveling thing. But more importantly, it will be nice to get back in the ring and throw some human beings around that <laughs> think they are grown men. Yeah, you've actually got uh, a scheduled match this Friday against... Uh, you'll you'll be teaming with Dustin Rhodes, taking on Swerve and Parker Boudreau, um, his affiliate, uh, one of his two, I think. We haven't seen Trench in a while, but uh, so 
looking forward to that match. Looking forward to seeing you back in the ring. But one of the things that has been a topic amongst the internet wrestling community is that you didn't exactly come back the same Keith Lee we saw before. This Keith Lee is entirely different. What's the inspiration behind the new look? This is definitely the same Keith Lee that left, all right? <laughs> right now. The Keith Lee that left is actually not the entirety of what Keith Lee is. And I think that what inspired that look or return and, and all of that, I think uh, in my, my previous interview, the exact terminology I used was a giant middle finger to uh, society and uh, a lot of companies that want to tell you what you need to look like, a lot of people that want to tell you what you need to look like. Instead, I decided to say, okay, here's reality. And, I, and I've actually made statements about this in the past that I grade at, well, saw my first gray hairs at 16, which means they were coming in long before that, right? Mm-hmm. I want people to be comfortable with who they are. Now, don't get me wrong. I want people to be their best versions of themselves, but not at the expense of their natural looks. And while I want people to take care of themselves physically and do what they can to um, adhere to their health, things of that sort, I'm going to be the trendsetter that says, okay, naturally gray hair, white hair, however you view it, I'm about to be the one that sets it off. And because I am who I am, and I don't really care about what people say or think about me, I am going to be successful doing this. I'm going to change the game once again, as I always do. That's really what it's about. Hmm. Uh, somebody pointed out to me um, when you were on Rampage that the jacket and everything and the white hair, it looks like Leroy from, from Tekken. Um, and I didn't even catch that right away. I was like, it does. It is, it is Leroy. Um, you know what? He is actually the number one inspiration behind that top. And that will actually be a style that I'll be using going forward because it's very fitting of who I am as a human being in terms of uh, being not average when it comes to the brain and intellect and uh, even um, having a spiritual approach to things. Not necessarily a religion, but when I say spiritual, I mean consciousness and things of that sort. Um, so it's it's a mixture between Mr. Leroy. I'm glad that that person actually caught it because most people are like, oh, Deacon Keith, Pastor <laughs> Keith Lee, uh, oh. CeeLo oh. Green or whatever, yeah, yeah. Oh, and all that stuff. And I'm like, ah, not a church guy, but. <laughs> um, so I do think you get misunderstood a lot because some people don't understand some of the nerd reference you make. Like, I remember, I think that was last February, um, you quoted the through victory, my chains are broken thing. And people were like, what are you trying to say? You felt enslaved over there at WWE. And I'm like, no, he's, he's, he's quoting <laughs> the Star Wars. Sip, you, know, from, from Star Wars. <laughs> you know what? So and that's one reason I actually take joy in this, because that top has caused such an uproar, so to speak. And the views are so vast 
but you can tell who's narrow-minded and you can tell who has some form of or, or an interest in the things that i have and but you can also tell the people they're open-minded close-minded only ever see religion in that look open-minded people are curious the people that dabble in the things i dabble in are like your friend leroy and yeah <laughs> i have a picture in my phone i literally sent the photo to my gear maker and was like can i do something similar to this take out the dragon because he keeps dragon design on his take out the dragon because we already have a brian danielson <laughs> and this look this visual appearance is something i want to have when i'm doing promos when i'm backstage whatever it may be that's how i'm going to stand out because no one else does it and i'm different and i like being different and if that creates an uproar in the people and all that then so be it i'm fine with it you said brian danielson's name out loud i definitely would like to see you wrestle brian danielson <laughs> when you said his name i was like damn keith lee and brian danielson would be an amazing match just putting that out in the air just for the universe tony khan if you're watching anybody in the world just so you know that would be a great match i'm kidding no keith uh we talked a little bit about you returning here um very recently and 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 kind of uh within the last couple of years you've had some time off from the ring i'd like to know how you stay connected to wrestling one like the in-ring stuff and wrestling in general kind of when you're out you know dealing with other things or not necessarily just on the road how do you stay connected to uh you know being being in ring shape being a part of the business hmm well that, that was a lot of stuff in that question. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Mostly right. about just, you know, being connected to pro wrestling while you're not on the road. Oh, um, the answer is I'm not. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, when I'm not working, work isn't very often on my mind. I'm doing gotcha. other things. I have um, a couple of companies that I'm looking at opening soon, and there's other projects and goals that, I do when I have time to myself. And then there's simple things like watching anime or uh, it could be as simple as looking at investments or, or properties to purchase, whatever it may be. Or throwing Sheldon Benjamin out of your house. I, you know, in my spare time, there's <laughs> no spare time. I can't throw them out all the time because me and Sheltie are, are, are good buddies regardless what they're tumultuous relationship maybe with <laughs> each other. Shelton is definitely an, an older brother as far as I'm concerned, but he's he's good people, great people even. I would even go so far as that. Um, but you know, sometimes you gotta throw them out for fun. It's, I just, I <laughs> noticed, but I take joy in throwing human beings to think they're big. So that's fun for me. Yeah, look, look uh, Uncle Phil didn't always enjoy throwing out jazz. Like sometimes you just, did it just to do it. I get it. It's a habit. It's hard to break. What was the rest of the question? I'm sorry. Oh, and then just kind of like how you, uh, when you, when you're like, I'm about to make a comeback necessarily, how do you like, where did, like, where did, what's the training like out there? Are you training with your old compadres in Texas? Are you, uh, do you have something in Florida going on? What, how do you get back to, I'm about to get back to it. 
You mean like in in ring training? Yeah. I don't do in ring training. <laughs> um, it's just right there. You, you're Keith Lee. You're limitless. You go for it. It's okay. I'm gonna level something here, and this is where you'll really understand why I'm confident in who I am and what I do. Now, don't get me wrong. I I believe in. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Training. And I believe it's a good thing to do. When I came back from the almost dead situation, I did a lot of in-ring training. Maybe mm-hmm. like five or six weeks before I returned, but it wasn't enough time to get myself together and be back on a TV screen, if that makes sense. Uh, because the after effects of that whole ordeal left me in a position where things like uh, running and some of my favorite versions of cardio were extremely difficult. And some were just not even, it couldn't be a thought because it was too taxing on me and the recovery was too long. So at that time, I did a lot of in-ring training and a lot of training outside of that to try and get back into a position to be ready. Um, That's probably the only time where I've been out that I have put that much effort into returning. And it's Mm -hmm. part of it was at the end of the day, I was prepared to change my entire career because for the entirety of those five or six months that I was out doing all of that it was basically expected that if i did too much i would die and wrestling wasn't going to be a thing for me going forward uh coming out of that and learning otherwise i was just excited to be able to do this still 
in whatever capacity that would be, I was just happy to be able to take part and still be a credit to the industry. Now, outside of that, I've never been out for more than maybe two or three months, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I've never been truly injured. I'm very fortunate in that. Um, a lot of times, and I don't know why this is, but in terms of like needing a ring to get myself ready has never been a thing for me. And movement in the ring is not something that is difficult for me. For what you see in the ring, particularly today, is a fraction of what I'm capable of. <laughs> and I like it that way because I am always a guarantee regardless of what happens. If I get into that ring and I choose to do a thing, here's a great example. Uh, the time that Dijak monkey flipped me in one of our first matches in NXT, even before then, we could take this back to the independence. A match I had with Raymond Rowe, uh, people would know him as Eric today. Guy tried to monkey flip me and I flipped to my front, to, to my feet. I had never trained to do that. I never worked on doing that. I just said, I'm going to do this. And then I did it. The first time I ever dove out of a ring, I've never trained to dive out of a ring. I've never worked on diving out of a ring. I've never worked on moonsaults. If I choose to do a thing, I just go do it. That is not normal. No. <laughs> I will tell you that right away. <laughs> People hurt themselves trying to do these things on the regular. So in terms of that in physics itself, I am, and I've learned this. I didn't understand years ago, but I am an anomaly. So what I do is probably, I'm not the best person to ask. Like, what do I do about this? <laughs> mm -hmm. Because I don't know. I just go do it. No, you just, you gave it up. You get, you said exactly what happens. You're Keith Lee. You're limitless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it is, right? Uh, my, I was like, you know, all those things he's describing, those sound like limits. Right. <laughs> he doesn't have any of those. <laughs> yeah, I guess when you look at it that way, see, for me, the, that terminology, limitless, was never about what I'm capable of. It was always about my mindset and how I view life. Mm -hmm. And fans were actually who decided they started calling me that. And I was like, you know what, that's fitting. And that's kind of how I view life as a whole. I think I will adopt that. And I did. And the next thing that I adopted, I also believe in, but I can't tell you about that yet. That's no. Oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> it, it's, it doesn't have to do with this X that you're putting on your gear and it's now the your profile picture? You are, yes, it does. It has a lot to do with that. Ah. Hey, we're putting this together. All right, we're following the clues. Uh, so, so it's been about a year now. You debuted in AEW about a year ago. Um, you had a match with Isaiah Cassidy, um, in which you launched that man into another atmosphere. He's still in the air somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he's a yeah. great guy. Though. Great guy. Yeah, mm. we love Isaiah Cassidy. You're welcome on the show, by the way, too. Um, but. 
So it's been about a year. You you debuted in AEW about a year ago. You were coming in for the Face of the Revolution ladder match, and here we are a year later coming into another revolution. Uh, tell us about the the journey of that year. You've won championships throughout this year. You became one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions with your now former tag team partner, my cousin, Swerve Strickland. And uh, you guys were a very unlikely pairing that... Um, really set the world on fire. A lot of people's match of the year last year was the match with uh, with the acclaimed at All Out. Um, how was this last year for you in AEW? Um, I would I would classify it as a bit of an experiment. Um, it's been very interesting and intriguing and somewhat educational for me to experience something that is very different from where I came from, obviously. Uh, allow me to backtrack just a moment and say, your cousin is evil, brother. <laughs> God, listen, I I like you, but I'm going to beat him up. Oh. Nonetheless, <laughs> Swerve and I are very similar in terms of willing to do the work to earn. Um, in most places, he's been in every place that I've ever been. I've never been that chosen guy. And I think that Swerve reciprocates that in a way where he's had to work to earn acknowledgments and uh, accomplishments for himself. And I think he's very protective of that, just as I am of my own accomplishments. But us winning tag team gold within five and six months uh him five months of being there me six months of being there is a telltale sign of what we have to offer what we're capable of and um hopefully what the future looks like for both of us uh whenever we move on from bashing the crap out of each other <laughs> i'm gonna bash the crap out of him. but i still love the guy and that's the odd thing right people do things to wrong you and i i have a literal diagonal scar on my chest from the cinder block that he stomped through my chest he is the first person ever to scar me by his own actions and no human has ever done that my scars have always come from my own accidents or um football uh still my own activities typically not another person this uh left a mark not just visually for me to see every day but seeing what he's actually capable of is something that kind of made me get a little more real which is part of why i decided ah, i'm gonna be more of myself at this time did it make you feel like nelson Muntz a little bit that he made me bleed my own blood Oh yeah, but I get I get excited about it. <laughs> Even uh, my buddy uh, JD Griffey. So we fought at Ring of Honor pay per view. Mm -hmm. When we're in Muay Thai and we do some, if it's just us and we're light sparring, and he managed to catch me or something with a, a, a hook or something like that, I get hit and I start smiling. And it scares the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I I like knowing that there's someone capable of damaging me and he is a, he's a weapon i'm just different that's all so 
that's kind of it. I think that our what we did when we got there sets the tone and, and, and the goals are simple. We just continue to rise, to thrive, to raise stock and eventually beat the shit out of each other. Exactly. That's a, a perfect transition into where I wanted to get in next. You just brought up a good friend of yours, J.D. Griffey. I want to talk about the importance of this match that happened recently, which featured you and Swerve versus Shane Taylor and J.D. Griffey. Amazing match. The finish was great. Everything was great about it. How important was it to get to have that moment uh, surrounding everything that's kind of happened recently um, on pay-per-view? People that you've came up in the business with, Texas is being represented in Texas. Like everything, everything about it was a big deal. How was all of that? Um, that was a special time, man, because for all of the capabilities JD Griffey has, I don't think that enough eyes have seen him. Right. And he's one of the few that are able to kind of mesh this fight world with pro wrestling. And I feel like there aren't a lot of guys that do it well. Um, he's one of those versatile individuals that can do a lot. I think Shane Taylor is a prime example of it too. Yep. While me and JD do a lot of Muay Thai, Shane's a former boxer. So he's good at kind of riding the line and bringing in his, his art to this professional sport. I don't mix a lot of martial arts in my wrestling because visually speaking, would it be a little weird if I just started throwing random kicks at people and taping them and like taking the strategic <laughs> yes. approach when I can just throw a 250, 300 pound man with no problem? Odd, right? So I stick to things that make sense as far as I'm concerned. But they're really good at meshing those two things. And Swerve being a, a Mr. Cousin of Swerve, are you also evil? We don't have to. Uh, we don't have to. Look, this is this is called self-incrimination. I am pleading the fifth. <laughs> you got him on the ropes. I see. I see. So even Swerve being a combat specialist when it comes to the military, he's got a lot of abilities that you don't expect. But when he gets to mesh those, it's a thing of beauty. Regardless of how evil he is, he's really, <laughs> really good at this sport. And you have to respect that. So... It's just a vast array of things. But, yeah, that match was super special because it's basically all my what I considered to be family at the time between Swerve, J.D., Shane. Me and Shane got history from Ring of Honor. Me and J.D. have been around each other since, like, 2007 or eight, And me and Swerve have known each other since, gosh, seven years ago. Did some tags on the indies and made big, big waves. And he's made a lot of waves since then. So, yeah, there's a lot of magic little wrinkles in the fabric if you will it's awesome uh speaking of pay-per-view matches i think you guys killed it at forbidden door Ooh, um i thought that yeah. was one of the better matches of your uh run as a tag team um uh, but of course the big match everybody talks about is the all-out match and being in that crowd and just hearing how over the acclaimed was just how was that in the ring just to experience that I imagine it's how a lot of people feel when they get in the ring with me. So <laughs> it was very interesting to experience it. And, and the conflict in the crowd, when you're there, you can really tell. Um, they were all about, I, I, Mr. Washington, your cousin is evil. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> keep reiterating this. 
But I'll have zero hesitation to boo this guy, okay? <laughs> and even with me, it's it was really interesting because there's not a lot of occasions in which a crowd has, even if like minorly reluctantly, turned on me. And I was like, this is different. This is interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, can... beat these guys up. <laughs> yeah. it, it is what it is, man. It, it was awesome for them and a great little coming out party. Uh, I'm especially fond of Anthony Bowens. I think the guys got everything. Um, it's really good. Charisma. It's really good. Phys- physicality, athleticism, uh, and just uh, he can be an inspirational person, I think. And I, I'm really fond of him for that. Really underrated on the mic too. I think he's one yeah. of the best talkers. I think is he uh, underrated? I I mean I What's underrated in the sense that you know when I I never see people put him in the conversation when they say like I want to see this guy on the microphone right. But every time you put a microphone in Anthony Bowens' hands, I feel like he controls that crowd like a lot of people don't. And uh, so in that sense, that's where I feel like he's underrated. You know what? I think that you would find, and you would probably be shocked to find, but I think that you would find, given the opportunity, there are a lot of guys like that. Mm. They just mm. aren't given the time to showcase that. Um, I would argue that Swerve is one of those guys. Um, there's a lot of gents that are uh, the chosen, if you will, and are given lots, like several minutes of time to just talk it's a lot easier when you have time to create a plan and follow it for yourself. But I think Swerve is one of those people that's incredibly good with a microphone in front of him. Anthony is really good with a microphone in front of him. And there are a multitude of other gents, just AEW backstage that are, have those abilities. Let's not even talk about the other place because that's, it's the same thing there. You're chosen, you're picked, and you're given that time because they want to invest in you. And sometimes they don't want to invest a lot of time into others. I mean, unfortunate, but it's reality. I mean, we do see that thrown on a lot of black wrestlers that they're not good talkers. And my, my retort all a lot of times is we don't get, see them get the mic time that some people get. So you don't know that. I feel like it's, it's an unfair criticism of a lot of black wrestlers. Not only that, but when they're given the microphone, they're often told what they have to say. Right, a script or what someone else expects them to speak like. And and I am a, listen, I'm the poster child for this because a lot of- Great question for Reg next, by the way. (laughs) Oh, good. So myself, the way that I speak, my cadence, the way that I carry myself is something that has been looked at with a side eye for the majority of my career. And I'm okay with that because I like being different. I like setting new standards. I like being a trendsetter. I like making history. I like changing the game. And I think that given the opportunity, you would find a lot more people can do that too. It's, it's, it would be fantastic to see. So I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. Speaking of things being put on people, I don't even like the way you started this question. (laughs) Keith Lee, there's an elephant in the room, or should I say a bear? Is there? <laughs> I don't have any you you saw Cocaine Bear this weekend too? Yeah, that's all I'm talking about. <laughs> Trying to get a Cocaine Bear promotion. I see, like, right here, going on in here. When we started our show, the people wanted to see our show. They wanted us to talk about one thing, and that was 
Keith Lee becoming Bearcat Lee and the growl and the uh, the bear scar across your chest. Um, I was upset. I'm still upset about it. Like when people bring it up, I start choking them. It's crazy. Like people can't bring it up around me. It's very upsetting to me. And I, I, I was just like, they don't understand who they have. They don't understand what's going on here. They don't understand that this is Keith Lee. He doesn't need any of that shit. He doesn't need to be Bearcat. He doesn't need to be a tribute to somebody else. He's the first Keith Lee. Being put in that position, I know, I, you know, kind of like knowing who you are, we know that you're just, if it's your job, you're going to go and do it. What they want to pitch to you, you're going to do it. You're not going to, you know, try to, you know, do anything that's, too wrong for that like if, that, if this is what you put in to do this is what you're going to do so how was it being presented this idea and trying to execute it in a not silly way um <laughs> uh okay so i'm going to preface this with a couple of things yes you're right about doing your job and i can actually use an example of how people view things in terms of like my top that I wore and the mm-hmm. ball with Dustin, things of that sort. People are going to take the things that they see and put whatever story they want to on it, right? right. Uh, a prime example would be a couple of years ago, um, I made a tweet about Walter. Now, <laughs> this tweet was back when I would post personal things occasionally. Walter was going through something very similar, something that I had to go through uh, a little bit before I signed with WWE. And I just wanted him to know I was thinking about him. And that's it. However, unfortunately, while he was going through that, he was also going through uh, a name change. Mm-hmm. Uh, to What is his name? Gunther. So... It's incredible because though I made <laughs> personal post, people took that and decided to attach it to his name change as if name changes aren't a completely normal thing in this mm-hmm. industry. Like, why would I post about this guy that I rarely even talk to, but we're, we're buds, right? We're cool. We're all right. And why would I post about a name change if I didn't post about a name change for people? done or anybody else for that matter same thing he's open-minded and willing to do his job right here's where i incriminate myself mr washington Uh-oh. so the bearcat thing was presented to me before i came back from the whole death fight and when it was presented to me i was like what and why <laughs> Nope. I initially said, no, thank you. And they left it alone. And I was like, cool, I'm in the clear. (laughs) Like, it can't be that bad, right? I I came, I debuted, I got to do the thing that no one else gets to friggin' fight Randy Orton. Randy Orton, yeah. It beat him clean. First pay per view. The Survivor Series moment with Roman. Big deal. Big stuff. That stuff was in NXT, right? Or I had the freedom to just be me. A little bit different, I see. Very different. Very, Mm -hmm. very different. Um, And those are those moments where, like, naturally, in those moments, I'm able to have fun and the the fans can feel that. 
So there's a different level of connection there because they feel the genuine nature of what I'm doing. Whereas where you have to present this other character, it's sometimes a little more difficult unless it's some sort of uh, portion of you, a way that you think, something you can relate to, right? Right before I came back, it was pretty much like, I came back and it was nothing, it was fine, it was chill. But not even like a week or two after coming back, Vince pulled me in an office and was like, hey, listen, I need you. (laughs) And I feel like, you know, that chick that's like got her crush and she's like finally chosen. I'm like, what? You need me? (laughs) What about me? (laughs) I would love to be there for you. I will fix you, Vince. I'll do it. And I agreed to do this thing, and man, when I tell you, it was it was interesting because they went through like artwork for this gear, and I'm as it goes on, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make this a thing, but I'm gonna do it because Vince asked me to. Mm. And, and and this was in the middle of a raw. The guy <laughs> completely abandoned the main event that was happening and dragged me into his office. And was like, let's talk. And I'm like, you're not gonna watch the rest of the team. <laughs> <laughs> upset, dude. What are you what are you doing? And we have the conversation and I agreed to do it. But you know, at the end of the day, maybe not wanting to was an issue. Maybe I couldn't deliver that character the way they would have wanted to, because at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not generic big guy. I'm not Uga Booga. You're not Mark Henry number two, what they thought you were. Listen, Mark can play that role, even though he's an intelligent guy. Yep. I think that my natural ways in life, the way I carry myself, the way I speak was an issue for what this character was supposed to be, which was ultimately a monster. I tried, mind you, I tried to get connections that I could relate to. I tried, I even presented the option of like, hey, can we reference Bearcat right at least or something right. I'm paying homage? That wasn't allowed. And I'm like, okay, this isn't my idea. I can't relate it to Bearcat right. What am I supposed to do with this aside from go rawr and, and be angry? <laughs> so and so wait a minute. So wait a minute, wait a minute. We were told that this was yep. a tribute to Bearcat mm-hmm. and you weren't even allowed to reference him? Yeah. I don't know who told you that. <laughs> But well, I mean, it, I, I, that was the that was the internet speculation, of course. But they wanted to make it okay too, and that's okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. And yeah, because why... they all said that it was your idea. They're like, "No, he probably presented this." I'm like, "I don't think so, you guys." <laughs> Listen, if I was going to present anything, and the only reason I haven't is out of respect to Brian Danielson, I would be some form of a dragon. Because at the end of the day, bro, I'm majestic as fuck. You go. <laughs> You can bleep that out. I am regal. I am the top of the food chain. I am anomaly. I am not the same as your average pro wrestler. And I will own the shit out of that. I'm different. And that's the best part. I'm the one. Period. That's it. That's it. Listen, stop putting stop putting black wrestlers with these animalistic gimmicks, man. Yeah, I don't want to see what this guy, now that he's rocking the grays, I don't want to see no silverbacks and all this other Nuh-uh, stuff. Leave that in the shade. Not. We don't want yep. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, I got a whole plan, bro, and it has nothing to do with a damn silverback. That I can tell you. Besides, wasn't that uh, 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 That was Mark Henry. 
Yeah. I thought it was Ryback's thing. My bad. No, it, it was, was Mark Henry. Yeah, it's Mark Henry. Uh, which was an issue in itself. Um, yeah. But, but either way, um, last thing I wanted to ask you about. So, uh, this past year, you found yourself in a meme with Rick Ross. I don't like your the, your face that you have. On your- <laughs> I don't like your face. You're starting to get a little biased, I think, yeah. Keith. I think a little bit bias is being No, but you found here. yourself on the receiving end of a meme, uh, which who knew? And it even took weeks to take off, but all of a sudden you'll be scrolling TikToks and seeing Rick Ross pointing at you talking about accusations. <laughs> um, <but laughs> hey, man, the boss. He's, he's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I thought I was working with Rick Ross. Who knew that Rick Ross had it in him? I didn't know that. Oh, but what a promo. What a promo. <laughs> no one knew, and everyone regretted that they wanted him back the moment we were on live television. And he created another meme. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the other one. I was going there played. next. The big motherfucker <laughs> right there. <laughs> Rick is fantastic, dude. I enjoyed him. I, every conversation we had. He's a glowing individual in his own way, man. And he's got such a positive energy. He's just fun, confident, and I like that. And uh, a lot of people won't believe this, but that that promo, one take. That's uh, So the one backstage, one take? Yes. Okay. I mean, wow. any live one's going to be one take, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 of course. Well, no, so I, so I was going to say, I heard that the, the second – uh, Rick Ross segment that involved you getting a cinder block uh, stomped into your chest. Um, I heard that that was called all kind of on the spot. That everything you guys did out there was uh, just kind of done. Yeah. Welcome to being uh, uh, <laughs> me attempting to be a professional in the moment, but really wanting to be like get me the hell out of here. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, um, he's great, dude. Like, I, I don't regret any of that. I had a blast, <laughs> and I think he had a great time. I think that his people had a great time. So, I mean, I regret getting the cinder block through my chest, you know. Yeah. But outside of that, him as a, a person, great individual, super fun, more intelligent than anybody would actually probably give him credit for, and mm-hmm. as an intellectual, I appreciate that more than most. So, yeah, it was great. Okay, you got to rub elbows with a lot of rappers. You got to come out with Fabulous. You got to rub elbows with Kevin Gates. Mixing yeah. it up, Keith. A real, uh, a real cross, uh, cross branding, I guess, wrestling and hip hop has become a thing. Uh, me, I'm actually, while I do love hip hop, obviously, but I'm. I would like to mix it up a little bit, get some bands in there or some pop people in there or something. Uh, give me Chris Stapleton or something. Like, let's do a Tennessee whiskey duet or uh, <laughs> let's get, I don't know. There's, there's a plethora of talent out there in terms of music anyway. I would like to mix and match personally. But Love they it. Blast, man. Fab like, was cool. Kevin Gates was super cool. I, I'd actually like to have a training session with him because he does a little Muay Thai as well, and I, I obviously respect that. So, oh, that's pretty cool. 
Well, Keith, uh, I guess the last thing I wanted to ask you about, you're getting a chance to tag up this week with Dustin Rhodes. Of course, uh, a lot of uh, this, a lot of your story has involved um, Dusty Rhodes as well. And so I'm um, just talking about what this means for you getting to tag with Dustin this week and, uh, and being a part of that story and having that be a part of your story. Uh, what does that mean to you? Dude, it means so much. And I actually uh, relayed that to him um, when we actually filmed that because he didn't know my history with his family, like as a whole. Um, but his father, as most people know, had a massive influence on the guy that they see today. And while he did create the bask in my glory circumstance, he's someone that taught me to rely on my confidence and carry that and it's something that would help shape me and it did and uh outside of dealing with their father i on the indies before i signed and everything i had a match with cody and after that match this is that pro wrestling magic i don't even know if there's still a thing but this was in the northeast and after that match i got to tell him the story about his father and we had a tearful like post-match situation, the crowd got to join in and it was really special. And then I got to tell the same story to Dustin and about how I told that story to Cody. So um, that kind of coming full circle thing, I guess, is, is kind of what it feels like. And it almost feels like now that I've paid so much homage to their dad, I get to do it also in a way by also caring for his family in one way or another. And, Dustin is uh, kind of that that final final check in that series of things. Really cool. That's awesome. I love that. Keith Lee, I want to thank you for being here on Grapsity and giving us a little bit of your time. Thank you for everybody who watched. Uh, Keith Lee, of course, part of AEW, AEW superstar, and he will also be a part of Revolution Weekend. Revolution, of course, airs this Sunday on pay-per-view May, or May, March, March. It's March, by the way. March 5th. (laughs) Yes, it airs March 5th, live on pay-per-view, live from the Chase Center in San Francisco. Keith Lee, thank you for being here on Grapsity. For Righteous Reg. For Philip Lindsay, I'm Will Washington. We will see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Thank you all. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.